You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FMV Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, it's been a, it's been a big day. Do you remember in the old days when people used to look for the non-farm payrolls number? They still do, but um, that was the mm. real monthly event when it came to US economic data. Now they look out for consumer price inflation. And consumer price inflation came out uh, today, and it came in at 8.5%, which if... I'd have said that to you a year or 18 months ago. You would say, goodness me, what's happened? But it was down. Yeah, what's happened? Yeah, exactly. But it's down from the 9.1% that was the print from the previous month. And it was slightly below so-called experts' expectations. So it's a good thing. And, of course, the market has taken off. And we'll talk about that in a second. But um, your immediate thoughts on this, because you have been predicting this. Well, at long last, it's actually happened that inflation will come down. And I still think that inflation's going to be very low middle second half of next year. I mean, it could go in the U.S., go below 3%. Because I think we're going to get negative food inflation and negative oil. And in a slowing economy, there shouldn't be many wage pressures. Yeah. So I think inflation's going to fall quite dramatically. And in South Africa, we could also see inflation falling maybe even more than that, maybe even below 3 because there's no wage inflation yeah that's for sure no there definitely isn't in fact i'm sure the reserve bank uh, goes to sleep at night and has has dreams about wage inflation because that implies job uh, jobs being created but of course that's not the case in south africa and if we go back to friday uh, there was a jobs number from the united states so you've got jobs being created you've got inflation coming down is it all over is the last three, four months, no, actually more than three or four months, is the last six months uh, yeah. really a bad dream? Look, as far as inflation is concerned, it's over. But interest rates must still go up in America. I mean, interest rates are still quite a bit below that 7% level. Yeah. So I'm not sure the market correction is over, but the inflation scare is over. And pretty soon, the interest rate hiking cycle will be over as well. And it's quite clear that the interest rates are going to be cut quite materially in the second half of next year, maybe even sooner. So, you know, maybe the equity market weakness is over. I don't know. I don't think so. No. But that could just be my, my opinion. But even if there is more weakness in the equity market, at worst, it will probably touch the previous lows we saw three months ago or whenever it was. You know, so I'm not, I mean, I've never been massively negative on equity. I've never expected a huge crash. But this rally we're seeing now has caught me a little bit. I didn't think it would rally this strongly, this quickly. And I'm still of the opinion it's a bear market rally. But, you know, only time will tell. Well, that's interesting because you see on the one hand, inflation has peaked. On the other hand, uh, the and on the same hand, actually, the interest rate raising cycle has has also uh, peaked. But if you have a look at the numbers, I I think a lot of people will just read the headline and they have read the headline and said 8.5%. They say, great, let's steam into the S&P at one and three quarters percent as we speak. But then you've got the core inflation at 5.9%, which excludes all the volatile stuff, mainly gasoline prices in the US, which has now gone down on 56 consecutive days, incidentally. You've also got uh, the monthly figure up 0.3%, wages up half a percent. So there's so much for economists and for the U.S. Federal Reserve to digest within uh, or rather below that 8.5% figure. I don't think 
that we, we're at the end of this. I still think there's a little bit of adjusting to do. And the US bond market, okay. It's, it's, bond market's probably okay. Yeah, but it's 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 sort of said no. This is this is this is not the end. We're still at two point seven two percent on the U.S. ten year. We were two point six seven percent straight after the figure. I don't know. There's 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 a there's a, there's there's more to this than meets the eye, Wayne. That's my opinion. At least I hope yeah, there is as a broadcaster. I mean, eight eight point four percent inflation in the U.S. is still a shocker. I mean, make no mistake about that. Yeah. But the rand certainly liked it. I mean, the rand is massively strong, yeah? Yep. And it's 1620. Rand is very strong, and that's taken all the joy out of the mining shares. Mm-hmm. You know, along with, well, the commodity prices, we Brent crude's down at 94 now. Thank goodness for small miracles. And also yeah, the South African ten-year bond yield. Um, I mean, the the South African Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee must be looking at this and saying, it wasn't that long ago that I heard Wayne McCurry and Lindsay Williams speaking on a Wednesday, and it was eleven point one two percent for the South African ten-year. It's now ten point zero three percent. Wayne, this is yeah. a really really big move. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but that's what about? It's a hundred. No, base, that's a good five. It's, no, well, that's, that's, that's eight, nine percent. Eight, nine percent, exactly, yeah, and a, more than 100 basis yeah. points. So that's very, very encouraging for anyone that has debt in South Africa, I would have yeah. thought. Uh, but anyway, um, as you say, the South African market has reacted to the, 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 the surge in over, overseas markets. Um, and I, I, just, I just hope it continues. The one set of results that came out today, and it's one of your favourites, well, the sector is one of your favourites, it's from the banking sector, yes. and that was Nedbank, Nedcore. What did you make of it? I thought it was very much as expected, other than that special, not a special dividend, but the big increase in the dividend. Right. That was quite something. I mean, dividend profits were up by 24, 27%, I can't quite remember, but something like that. And dividend is up 81%. Why have they done that? Is this because they've been holding back in because the past? Excess cash. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's three reasons, I suppose. First of all, they've overprovided for bad debts in the past. Oh. So their income itself is boosted. Because, you know, you shouldn't expect banks over time to grow their earnings much above 10% over long time periods. So the first thing is the boost from 10% to 24, whatever the number is, percent, because of the bad debt debt provisions. The second thing is, in a rising interest rate environment, um, it actually benefits the bank's income statement because they lend money out tied directly to the overdraft rate, you know, to the prime rate. Yes. And yet they borrow money over longer time periods. So their interest cost takes time to reprice to the new interest rate, whereas the interest they receive reprices exactly the same minute at reprices. I mean, in higher interest rates over time isn't good for banks because they'll get less volume growth. So that's the second reason. And then the third reason is their balance sheets are very, very strong. They're getting single-digit loan growth, so they don't have to reserve against new borrowings going out, so they've got massive excess capital. And I've actually spoken about this a few times over the last couple of months, that I expected you know, bigger dividends or special dividends, and I think all the banks will pay it now. As a layman, 
And as a potential investor in banks, I would say, okay, that's very good. They've managed themselves so conservatively and so responsibly, uh, while other banks overseas may not have done, uh, you know, employed the same policy. But on the other hand, you say to yourself, well, that means that they've got nowhere else to put their money apart from giving it back to shareholders. And it's it's not as if there's little banks here and there or little operations here and there, whether it be online banking operations that they can buy. So it, it doesn't lend yes. itself to an expansionary. No. I mean, we all, know, we all know the South. The all, we all know the South African economy is not doing well at all, and they can only do as well as the economy. There's nothing else to buy. Here. I wouldn't think they want to invest. Um, to go overseas, I think many people have learned the lessons from, you know, going overseas and spending a lot of money and wasting a lot of money overseas. So if you've got excess capital, you pay it back. But the point is. You know, take Nedbank's results today. I mean, you're going to get, uh, you're getting, it's a, it's a nine price earnings ratio share, normally single digit shares, single digit price earnings ratio shares. Unless there's something wrong, that's just cheap. You're at a historic dividend yield of 5%. So, you know, you, so now for the next six, this, this dividend now for the next six months, you can take that 5% and make it 9% divvy. Okay, you go take off the 20%, but you'll get seven, you'll get a 7% dividend on the six-month time period after tax. I mean, that still looks good value to me. Very good value indeed, yeah. And uh, I think a lot of overseas banks would would uh, would uh, take your arm off for that sort of that sort of number. Wayne, this is, over the last three or four months, actually. Maybe no, let's condense it a little bit. Let's just go back to last week. You said don't get, you more or less intimated, don't get sucked in by this rally at the moment. It could be a bull trap. Yes. And today it's got that sort of feeling to me. And so you've got a conundrum now. If you get left behind, you're yeah. going to have to play catch up. If you're stoic yes, and, if you, and if you have patience, then you, uh, you're going to be rewarded where other people are going to be punished. Where do you sit right now as you have a look at what's happened this afternoon with inflation and bond prices and equity prices, etc.? It's a very difficult situation to actually react or make an investment decision in, but I suppose it's always difficult in that you know the macro environment is bad. Even though inflation has fallen, it's still 8.4%. Interest rates still have got to go up. The bond yield has gone from 0.6% to almost 3% in the US, and yet the equity market hasn't reacted to that, and as well throw in a slowing economy with a possible recession. That's not good for equity. Market shouldn't be rallying to this extent. That's why we still think it's a bear. It's a bear trap, a bear market rally, but yeah. it's been very strong there. Yeah, it, it really has been. So you're sticking to your guns, you and your team. Yeah. Good. Well, I admire and time that. Time will tell, unfortunately. I think you're time right. Time will tell. I think you're right. When I see these sort of numbers, when I see after an hour or so of trading, after the uh, inflation figure, the S&P up nearly 2% and just starting to come back a little bit now, but still at elevated levels up 1.5%. And we've had a massive rally from the lows of um, two, three months ago. I do, I'm, I'm slightly suspicious. I hope uh, that, Wayne, I don't like you being wrong, 
but I hope you're wrong and I hope you have to ease some money in at slightly more elevated levels for the long term of course it won't matter about the first four or five percent but uh, yeah for the long it, term, it doesn't actually matter no it doesn't but you know we spoke about this we spoke about this a few weeks ago mm. and I still said you know if I was forced to make a decision today and I couldn't make another decision for th another three years I would buy shares yeah because you know yeah so now you sit but but I will be honest. Other than the equity market possibly correction correcting again, the big scare is finished on inflation. Hmm. Well, this is where I don't quite understand it. I mean, the UK and I mean, the US oil's ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But if you have a look at, I mean, I, I watched a lot of um, British television because of my ancestry. So I'll, I'll be watching and they say the Bank of England forecasts um, inflation to peak at 13% in the early part sure. of, of the late, I can't remember the time period, but anyway, there was a figure of 13% flashing on the screen. You go to the Bank of England website. No, they're, going to, they're, going to, they're going to revise that downwards because they didn't take into account this fall in oil and the fall yeah. food prices they have definitively but not taken there's a different there's a different uh, situation when it comes to energy consumption between the uk and the us and yes, between the serious. euro zone and the us because they are addicted to yeah, liquefied gas. natural gas uh, so lng prices are still are still going higher uh, so yeah no that is true yeah. yeah so so maybe maybe they're right and maybe the bank of england will have to catch up with the with the other central banks and keep on uh, keep on raising but okay so the inflation shock is over uh, you've just got to sit and wait Wayne. i think probably until september october we're after the holidays in the northern hemisphere and say to yourself okay i was right or i was wrong but as you say what's a couple yeah. of months because you're in it for the long term for your yeah. for your clients yeah now I'm, I'm with you on that look i'm just looking at the at the food price in dollars now mm. so this is a food index in dollars it's fallen from 171 it peaked in march it's now 139 you know so that's a good what's that 20 percent fall yeah it's a big move you know and that's not even in that's not even in the numbers the big fall actually is happening now in august you know and it's exactly the same with the with uh, with crude, yeah, crude oil. You know, you're going to get you're going to you're going to very soon in the second the first half of next year get uh, big negative numbers for oil, petrol, and food. I mean, big negative numbers. I mean, oil peaked at 125 in March as well. It's now 94. Yeah, intraday it actually peaked to yeah, 100, a, 139, but yeah, these are semantics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's still elevated at $94.32 a barrel on my screen right now. Yeah, for, I think it's going to 70. Mm. It, I mean, it, it was, you, you can't believe it, it was in 70 in the second half of last year. I know, it's been an extraordinary story. Okay, Wayne, so you've got a lot to chew upon. And talking about chewing, let's go to food now. And I have to tell you, Wayne, and you'll hate this. And you'll say, thank goodness I'm not going to the Williams household uh, in the Netherlands over the next uh, a few days. Um, because I'll say two words to you, cold soup. And the reason I'm no, saying... I like cold soup. Oh, do you? Oh, because there's a fantastic... Maybe um, not in winter. No, but I'm in Maybe summer. not in winter. Mm. It's, it's going to no, be... It's very different. Uh, what's, the, what's the very fancy name for it? Uh, well, there's there's one called vichyssoise, which is a leek and potato yeah. soup with a bit of cream in it. Very, very delicious. There's another tomato one called gazpacho, 
uh, which is one of one of my favourites. Is a sort of a Spanish dish. I like both of them. In fact. Oh goodness me, with a bit of chili in that gazpacho. Uh, but there's ten cold soup recipes in the Guardian newspaper, which is my favourite favourite read uh, in, in in the UK. And I'm sort of saying to myself, you don't have to cook this stuff either. You just got your, get your blender. I've no. got a good blender. You whack it in there, and it comes out. And you put a few sprigs of chives and stuff on it and drizzle it with olive oil and away you go and i like that and that the only reason i'm saying that is because the weather here is going from nice and warm sort of 23 24 degrees up to 35 36 degrees over the next three or four days so i think cold soup is is the way to go but i'm very glad that you've abandoned your your no, no, I, I actually, sometimes I actually savage really like um, um uh, outlook to food yeah to being a, a little bit more yeah. sophisticated yeah no, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I've got a sophisticated uh, a taste, but no. I actually like vichyssoise and gazpacho. It's actually incredibly tasty, especially gazpacho, because as you said, you put a bit of chili in that, and it, it's really, really nice. Now, I went on Friday night, a new restaurant's opened up just around the corner from me. Yes. That serves Asian street food. Ah, right. Okay. I had spicy, spicy chicken on a waffle. Spicy and the chicken waffle on was, a waffle. But what was the waffle on made a waffle, of? Yeah, not 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 like a sweet an waffle. An ordinary waffle. Yeah. Now there's no syrup on it, but it's it's the same as a normal waffle mix. Right. But it was fantastically grilled. I don't know if you in the in the waffle maker it came out slightly charred on on the outside, but it was very it was very succulent and soft and very fluffy with nice chicken strips with some Asian uh, salad on it and some really hot spicy like Perronese, mayonnaise dressing on it with a bit of uh, soya sauce. And it, it was absolutely delicious. I'm very happy this place has opened up because there's about another 20 things I want to try on the Asian street food menu. Where is that? In the Rivonia, Morningside area? Where is it? Yeah, it's, it's Morningside. It's mm. exactly opposite the Morningside Hospital. Okay. And there's been a few restaurants here. There was one called Shinami that was there which was a, 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 a seafood restaurant, which I thought was really good. And then a Portuguese restaurant and Tsunami went, went under, I think, unfortunately. And then a Portuguese restaurant opened up there. And that lasted for a long time. But then it, it, it didn't really survive lockdown. It, it, it opened up after lockdown, but it was never the same again. It was a very, very nice food. They had a fantastic uh, prawn uh, curry there, and they had a really did they did a uh, spats cooked chicken very well. I just can't remember the name. This on this, just can't remember it right now. But now they closed. Must have been six months ago. And now this new place has opened. So there's two actually two restaurants has opened up there. One is a cake shop. Oh, uh, they are cakes. affiliated to each other. So the one's got a cake. Now I quite like cakes. I'm not crazy about it, but they've got some beautiful looking cakes and other things like that and nice very nice coffee then right next door they've got the asian food restaurant and it's good that it's opposite the hospital because if something goes wrong across the road you go it's certainly better than hospital food although i must admit i've had a couple of meals at that uh, at that uh, when i had my fingernail removed i had, I had a, a meal at the hospital restaurant there it wasn't bad it wasn't 
it wasn't too bad, but certainly the Asian, the Asian street food across the road is way better. But you wouldn't have another, um, deliberately have another fingernail removed just to go to the canteen at the restaurant? No, no, no. No, no I, I actually, I'm actually a bit upset about this. This was a year ago and my nail still hasn't grown back. Are you getting enough calcium in your diet? I would think so, yeah, because my other fingernails are growing like crazy. I could have cut them regularly, but this one, it's not quite the same. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope it doesn't, you know, affect your, you know, your, 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 your daily activities like you know, fiddling in the no, 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 in, no, 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 under no. the boot of the Jaguars. No, but everything's fine. Mm-mm. Good. Mm. Okay, well, yeah, it's well, still working very really well. Yeah, you, you, you've got my mind thinking about all sorts of things now. So uh, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for your time, as always. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.